0: Hey guys. Welcome back to Ray of Light TV. I feel so honored and blessed that you guys decided to join me for another episode of Soul Care Sunday. Here on this platform, platform, we shine light on all types of topics in ways that everyone, no matter your age or background, will be able to understand while adding perspectives of wisdom and perspectives of understanding that help listeners to live a more vibrant life, because it's truly all about the light. I'm so glad that you all could join me on today's episode, where we will be talking about bravery, overcoming and digging into our traumas to uncover the hidden spots in us that still need healing. This is a very, very special episode. And if you are here, then I know that these words will be prepared And they were prepared just for you. To open our discussion, I wanted to begin with a quote from Joel Osteen's book, I Declare. When we make declarative statements, it's powerful because it's standing in the firm expectation that good things are moving towards my life and that good things belong to me. Oftentimes, as women, we feel that good things, if they come, they're good. But they're not always things that belong to us, things that are a part of us. And today we're gonna be tearing that stigma down. The book reads, I declare, and I want you guys to repeat after me. I declare I will experience God's faithfulness. I will not worry. I will not doubt. I will keep my trust in him. Knowing that he will not fail me. I will give birth to every promise God put in my heart. And I will become everything God created me to be. This is my declaration. This is my portion. Yeah. So for today's author spotlight, we'll be looking at Reshma Sajani, author of Brave Not Perfect. And I thought that she would be a great addition to our discussion surrounding bravery, wholeness, and healing. Sejani's book provides us with her story into bravery and learning to look at setbacks as things that do not define our purpose, ability, or esteem, but are things that are just simply a part of our human experience. I believe that Sejani is an excellent role model for 21st century women who are striving for this idea of more but are still battling with the weights of our past or under-discussed trauma that still finds ways to affect our life. I will begin by reading a snippet from Brown Girl Magazine on her book and its influence and power on young women today. Combining compelling storytelling skills in a sociological lens of qualitative research, Girls Who Code founder Reshma Sajani provides a manual for women of all ages and the men in their lives on how to leave the pursuit of perfection behind for what she calls the bravery mindset. With the help of hundreds of interviews with girls and women from across the country, Sujani breaks down complex issues like childhood conditioning and systematic influences on the psyche of a girl ultimately teaching her to believe that her worth is dependent on the ability to be perfect, likable, and successful. In the current wave of feminism, girls are being reminded to be bold, take risks, and pursue the same lives as their male peers. At the same time, outdated cultural norms have not been reassessed. In Brave Not Perfect Sejani Notes, Girls have to be nice, but also fierce, polite, but also bold, cooperative, but also trailblazing, strong, but also pretty. All this plus in a culture that lands effortless perfection laws, excuse me, effortless perfection, making it look like they are not trying a bit this perfect girl messaging wires unrealistic expectations and crushing pressure in girls which turns into risk aversion in their professional academic and personal lives as adults the role conflicts experienced by women have also contributed to escalating depression and anxiety rates brave not perfect spells out Sejani's plan for how this code can be revised and rewritten to bring the power back. The timing of this book is especially poignant. With the COVID-19 global pandemic now more than ever, girls and women are experiencing setbacks in the workforce, academia, and at home with family members and partners. Brave Not Perfect provides a necessary reminder that these setbacks are a part of the human experience and not an existential declaration of anyone's purpose, ability, and esteem, or lack thereof. Sujani's book provides her readers with an opportunity to reflect on their own setbacks, rejections, and failures, and be brave as they move forward with these lessons. Beyond embracing failure, Sujani guides her readers on tangible ways to say no and remove the habit of people pleasing by often referencing the hashtag MeToo movement. As readers quarantine, this book may help distinguish which acts of empathy are draining versus those that are healing, including prioritizing self health and aligning actions with life purpose. I want you guys now to listen to this short video that she did on TED Talk about raising girls to be brave not perfect
1: most girls are taught to avoid risk and failure they're taught to smile pretty play it safe get all a's boys on the other hand are taught to play rough swing high crawl to the top of the monkey bars and then just jump off head first and by the time they're adults and whether they're negotiating a raise or even asking someone out on a date they're habituated to take risk after risk. They're rewarded for it. In the 1980s, psychologist Carol Dweck looked at how bright fifth graders handled an assignment that was too difficult for them. She found that bright girls were quick to give up. The higher the IQ, the more likely they were to give up. Bright boys, on the other hand, found the difficult material to be a challenge. It sounded energizing. They were more likely Double their efforts. My friend, Labrie, who's a professor at the University of Columbia, who teaches intro to Java, tells me about his office hours with computer science students. When the guys are struggling with their assignment, they'll come in and they'll say, Professor, there's something wrong with my code. The girls will come in and say, Professor, there's something wrong with me. What's going on? Well, at the fifth grade level, girls routinely outperform boys in every subject, including math and science. So it's not a question of ability. The difference is in how boys and girls approach a challenge. And it doesn't just end in fifth grade. An HP report found that men will apply for a job if they meet only 60% of the qualifications. But women? Women will apply only if they meet 100% of the qualifications. In other words, we're raising our girls to be perfect, and we're raising our boys to be brave. The bravery deficit is why women are underrepresented in CEM, in C-suites, in boardrooms, in Congress, and pretty much everywhere you look. We have to socialize our girls to be comfortable with imperfection, and we gotta do it now. to be brave in schools and early in their careers when it has the most potential to impact their lives and the lives of others. And we have to show them that they will be loved and accepted, not for being perfect, but for being courageous.
0: Wow. Wow. When I think back on this whole discussion about being brave and not perfect, it really forces me to look within. Because as women, as natural caretakers, as women who run the home, as women who are mothers to their children, as women who are big sisters, leaders in our community, there's always this pressure on us to be all together, or to all apart. And what I love about Sujani's work is that she tells us that we should be rather teaching our girls to be brave and to be okay with being imperfect, to be okay with being uncomfortable, to not disqualify ourselves because we don't have it all together, but rather make room for ourselves to be able to grow I made a video on my Instagram a few weeks ago about falling in love with our potential, not counting ourselves out in our relationships, not counting ourselves out in our workplace if we don't have it all together, but to leave room for learning, to leave room to be sewn into, to leave room to be poured into, and to leave room to grow. And as I was jotting down a few questions that I wanted to discuss on this video, the first few things that came to me was, how does this affect us as women? What kind of things does this make us think about in ourselves? And what do Sajani's words cause us to examine in our own lives about our own perfectionistic tendencies that is really deeply rooted in insecurity and trauma. Because if I've learned anything on this journey through healing, I've learned that true healing forces you to look within. True healing unlocks something in yourself that forces you to say that, I've been living a way that I can't live anymore. And how do we reassess and change our ways going forward? And so as I was studying for the podcast last night and I was praying, God continued to bring me back to Revelation 12 and 11, which reads, they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. In this, This scripture, this whole chapter in Revelation, and if you haven't read it, I encourage you to do so. It's so powerful to me because it's about strength. It's about being strong, and it's about overcoming. And it brings strength to me as a modern girl in society because it gives me the power to know that I can overcome too. I can be vulnerable and be brave and show my scars and wounds with you. And hopefully my scars and my wounds will encourage you to heal. And opening up your scars and your wounds will encourage someone else to heal. And as I was praying, this scripture was so so powerful to me because God has been working with me on this definition of a story or overcoming my traumatic experiences with a story and for so long me and god battled and this whole idea of a story plagued me because i didn't think i would be qualified or have anything to say to any woman any girl any child any teenager my age because god had blessed me that much I was really sitting back thinking, God, I cannot be used or have any purpose attached to my name until something crazy happens. When my life breaks into pieces or when something that happened in the world, if something, a little piece of the chaos out there touches my world, then I'll be ready to have something to say. But as I was praying, God continued to remind me of the words of Jeremiah 1, and he continued to speak life into me. And he reminded me that my story, or the lack thereof, is null and void in comparison to the marvelous testimony of the cross. It's null and void to the marvelous testimony of Jesus Christ. Which is the most in story that will the most important story that we'll ever have to cover our name. And so instead of waiting until I'm in a position where I think I can go forth or have something to say, I can be vulnerable and allow God to meet me in the middle. And I choose to be brave and to go forth with the words that He puts into my mouth. And not my own words. God continues to repeat to me this saying. And the saying is, our words and our story can only take us so far. But when we ask God to get in the middle, even in the middle of our insecurities, even in the middle of our perfectionism, and start asking God to multiply the little, the little that we have we begin to see Ephesians 3 20 work in real time in our lives and we begin to see that God really does have something called the exceeding the abundantly above all that we could ask or think because God will always multiply our desire and he will always multiply our little and so as i began as i began studying and even continue studying on this scripture in revelation 12 and 11 i began asking god like how do we as modern day women overcome like what does our overcoming even mean and god began to say to me that we overcome by giving voice to his truth in finding ways to silence every lie that society, that the devil, that anybody has ever tried to put in our face to make us feel that we were undervalued or not good enough. And so I began to call out some of my lies and I began to write them down. And the things that came to me are things that are so common for women And it's this phrase, I am not good enough. I am not good enough. And I want to spend time with this one. Because if God has taught me anything, he has taught me that seeds multiply. And oftentimes we find ourselves engulfed in waves of depression in waves of sadness engulfed in low self-esteem and engulfed in feelings of unworthiness because we have allowed a seed to be planted in us that not only affects us but ends up affects our but ends up affecting our relationship with God and our relationships with others I feel that we never like to talk about how our underlying trauma our underlying insecurities, our underlying fears to re- affect our relationship with God. We think we don't have to deal with anything because God's perfect. And when I come to God, like all my problems, all my insecurities, everything will just wash away because God is perfect. And you know what God told me? Yes, he's perfect, but we are not. Yes, he can fill every void. But can we be even vulnerable enough with him to show him our battle scars as women and show him where we're lacking and need his strength? Because God is not a forceful God. He will not force you to change and he will not force himself upon you. But when you begin to say things like, Lord, I really want a relationship with you, but I need help examining me So that you can come in. So that I can invite you in. That's when real change happens. And I began asking him like, God, where can I make room for you in this? Where is my testimony? And as I began to deep, deep, dig, deep, dig deep. Into those points in me that still need Him, God began to reveal that He can use your pain and your wounds to shape you for the deliverance that He wants to do through you. And I was like, wow, what an amazing understanding to know that God cares about my little healing, my healing on such an intimate level that he can create situations that will end up working out for the healing that I needed that I didn't even know that I needed. And I think conversations like these and attached to Sujani's message are so important because as a society, but especially as women, especially as black and brown girls, especially as women of faith. We don't talk, trauma is something we don't talk about. We deal with those things ourselves. We don't talk about what happened to us or where our parents failed us or the intimate parts of ourselves that we don't talk to nobody about, especially maybe not even God. It's like we bury the things that hurt us, that cost us a piece of ourselves or change the way we view the world and expect it not to affect us. And it was revealed to me that it's it's often as if we're zombies walking around this world half dead, but convinced even in our own minds that we are fine that we are free and that this radical healing is taking place for me. It's only when something triggers us in the deepest parts of our belly that something real happens. And in that sacred moment, our prayers change from the basic general stuff into something more personal we begin praying things like, God, uncover the wounds that have been hidden, that I can't even find the words to articulate. God, please give me the wisdom to navigate this world. That's so chaotic. And I don't really understand or understand my place in it. God, help my mind to believe that I'm not damaged goods. But you see me as something more than depressed. You see me more than a girl with low self-esteem. You see me more than overly self-conscious. You see me more than as insecure and that you don't see me as a label, but you see me as your daughter. You see you when you look at me. God, I release my pain and worry to you in hopes that you will show me the beauty that lies just beneath the surface. we all have beauty that is just beneath the surface and that if we would stop and maybe even dare to dig deep that we might just end up finding God this is where we develop a relationship with God not in the cute stuff but in the ugly stuff When we start saying, God, heal my heart. God, I can't carry this bitterness, this ugliness in me anymore. God, I don't want the seeds of fear to multiply. God, maybe plant confidence in me. If you're throwing seeds of confidence, maybe God, let it catch me. Maybe God, let it catch somebody close to me. God, if you're throwing out water, if you're throwing out overflow, maybe God, let it touch me. So that I can use that overflow to touch somebody else. God, if you're a healer, touch me. God, I invite you in because I can't do it myself. God, therapy is cool, but the grief is too much. God, therapy is cool, but my PTSD, my anxiety, the rape, it was too much. God, I invite you places in me, God, that I have yet to reveal to you, orchestrate and facilitate my healing for your glory and for your good. God, I choose to lean on you for help, to help me identify my trauma, navigate discouragement in this world, and find the strength to grow through your name. I believe your presence is always with me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And I believe that this conversation is so important to teach women. Especially women. This podcast in particular is something so important to teach women. Because for some for some reason, the female psyche is wired to believe that we can only come before God or we can only start the business or we can only start the journey into faith or we can only start the book if we're perfect. If our lives are 100% clean and changed, like God can't handle our broken pieces, like our broken pieces are too much for the King of Kings. But what if we dared to walk anyway? What if we dared to believe that God could use anything? A podcast, a book, Sujani, a writer, a a news article, Instagram. God could use my drug addict. God could use my depression. God can use anything to facilitate my healing. Because he's the one that's really in control. What if we dared to believe that our life was not a bunch of random pieces, but that God can even use our randomness for his bigger purpose? What if today, on April 25th, 2021, we dared to plant a seed of confidence in us that said that I will trust God, And I will open up myself. I will open up my heart to him. Even through it all. I believe that's when we become real women of change in the world. Real women of power in the world. Real women who can be used. Not because of a story. Not because of a tragedy, not because of perfection, but because God dared to drop a word in us. And he dared to drop something special inside of us that we had no part in. But we can only give him the glory and praise for as we watch him do exceedingly and abundantly in our lives I pray that this conversation bless someone I love you guys so much this podcast is my seed this podcast gives me hope for our generation for our world and so I thank God that every woman who is here today has joined me I pray that this touched your heart and I pray that this encourages you to go forth afraid, imperfect, still a mess, not all the way together, but trusting that God puts something in you and that God sees you. I love you all. Good night. Good afternoon. (laughs) See you guys.